0: Yeah, January 19th already. Look, there's no there's no snow. It's just a little bit of rain. It's not even that cold. Oh, hey, we got to go. All right. Yeah, see you. Hey, welcome to Season 4 already, Episode 3, I think it is, of uh, Niagara 411 Live with Lee Stary. That would be me. We are, uh, as usual, fueled by Gales Bars, uh, whom we always... Thank for being here to be the uh the the, the pin uh, the the ground pin of our uh, of our sponsorships verge insurance brokers limited thank you very much for continuing to be here as well they're just located over there and, and of course we are going to take you into this slightly less misty a uh, much drier uh fiddler's poorhouse at uh, 149 st paul street in uh, in st catherine's uh and of course uh can appreciate there's someone operating the camera, which is uh, having a look at my rather hard-to-make good-looking face, but he does a pretty good job. Kevin Jack, of course, ladies and gentlemen, is the uh, co-founder of WeStream, Canada's premier streaming service, and that's what we're viewing this on right now. Now the big story of the week, of course, all over Niagara was that horrible explosion and the fire that continued over on Kiefer Road in Port Weller and uh, unfortunately, a young man died uh, as a result of that and uh, all of those things that went on. We are going to be uh, speaking with that young man's fiance coming up at at about 12.20 today and uh, we'll hear what her what her day was like. You can imagine, but we'll hear it from her lips and find out how she's doing. And uh, maybe we'll find out some other things as well. I had no idea we were dealing with as many chemical issues over there, as a matter of everyday business, that we were. Um, A lot of things we've learned came out of that story. Other things coming up as well today, so we shall be back to get it underway in about 30 seconds. Come on in. Uh, I confess my wiring uh came a little bit uh No I can uh I can come fix that up for you Lee. Undone. It went around No, that's okay. I got it. I got it. Alright we're good to go. Like that uh like that old we were talking about the guess who earlier, Kevin. It was like that old guess who song.
1: She's come undone. Well that's definitely not like that new guess who song. Which which new one was that? Well there is none. That's <laughs> you, just, you just
0: prefaced it by saying, you know, that old Guess Who song. Okay, this whole thing is going crazy. Um, I'm going to do this. What, are we, what, I, what th- have I done? I thought we
1: prepared, Lee. Huh? What have you done here? I don't know. Do you I you need did me to pre- fix it? I can fix it. Oh, okay. I can fix it. All right. Well, we do have a great show coming up today on the program. Uh, yeah, you just keep talking. Yeah, Natty is going to be joining us. I had a chat with Natty this morning. It's so difficult. I mean, we're a week removed yeah, I from, feel bad. from her waking to find out that um, her fiancé at first was, uh, was injured and then, yeah. then later to find out that uh, that 37-year-old Ryan Konkin died in that terrible explosion yeah. at Sonics. Last night, we stream was up at Grantham Lions Club, and there was a, um, there was a community meeting it was very well, if not heavily attended, by the Port Weller Residents <laughs> Association, and uh, they raised a lot of their concerns about evacuations and, and how many chemicals Crazy. are there, and uh, you know, et, et, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You can tell this is live, eh? Yeah, I mean, you are having difficulty there, lady. Do you need yeah. me to come around? No, I'm all right. Well, you got that cord coming across. Got I'll come. I'll come fix it out in.
0: again. Jeez. All
1: right, is that working for you? <sighs> oh gosh, Kevin. Why can't you plan something that works? No, and I mean. later on on the show, Lee, we've got uh, Jennifer <laughs> coming on the show. It's a, a crazy story, and it just goes to show Check the power of Niagara 411. About a year ago, yeah. uh, Nick put out a post for her because she was looking for a kidney donor. Right. And through that post yeah. and that post alone, she found a match. And we're going to have both Jennifer and her donor Nathan joining us on the program. And it's it's so cool when this stuff comes together, and uh, it's it's a great community story. But uh, but you're right. I mean, it all kind of uh, starts and stops in the last week with that uh, that explosion and subsequent fire up at Sonics. And uh, very interested yes. um, to, to hear from hear from Natty and, and really put a human touch
0: on the tragedy. Thank you, uh, thank you so much for putting up with my machinations here. That was. It was embarrassing. I had everything set up like we always did, and I pulled on the wrong string, and pfft. it's like you pull on that one string of your wool sweater that your Aunt Mabel gave you, it's and gone. the whole thing unravels.
1: <laughs> now, the, I'm going to uh, navigate over to Niagara 411 here yeah. on my phone, yeah. and I'm actually going to share it. So here, you know what? I, I can do that here if anybody wants to see how to do that. It's so simple. There we are, Niagara 411. Yes. And let's see. Oh, there we are right there. That's us live. And uh, here, I'm just going to click the share button, and I'm going to share now. Okay. And I encourage everybody else to do that. I'm going to do that. Okay. Walk walk
0: me through it. I'm going to do uh, I'm going to do uh, refresh my page. Okay. And you, you find us right there. And I'm going to I'm going to go over to uh, Niagara 411. Right. And there we are. There we are. There. You're going to click
1: the share button.
0: There we are. And there. And you're going to click gonna share now. Click the share button. And We
1: share Share now. I'll tell you, Lee, we're not exactly flying out of the gates here. We're not? No. Uh, We also have some viral videos coming up on the show this week. We've got a couple (laughs) uh, right here from Niagara. Phil Demers shared a drone shot of Kiska, who's the lone orca left at Marineland, and it's just depressing. I mean, I don't know what I thought they did in the winter, but... I'm,
0: I, I'm sorry, but I thought Kiska was supposed to be transported to another facility in, like, New York or New Jersey. It's hard to keep track, Lee. I, I, I don't know where we're at. I didn't think we had any more of these whales in captivity at Marineland.
2: I don't know.
1: Maybe grandfathered? I, I, I don't know how it all works. So do, we have, do you have that... Oh, do you want to get to that now? Do you want to do it, or do you want to just Well, move I was going to do the, uh, let's do the, oh, the, the Tim TikTok. Hortons one. Yeah, let's do the TikTok let's one. Let's
0: do the TikTok uh, video.
1: So uh, this one, Lee, it's a, it's a viral video from the Tim Hortons over on Hartzell. Yeah. And I would still call that Meriton. I don't know exactly where the, uh, where the boundary Meriden. is. It's Meriton. Sure yeah, it is. Meriden. over on, uh, over on Hartzell. And uh, a girl just loved the enthusiasm of this guy. So uh, she put a post up on her TikTok, yeah. and it, uh, it went viral. And uh, here it is, and I think you can see why.
3: Guys. Thank you for
1: choosing, DeMar. Talking can I you? Hi there.
3: Can I get a small French vanilla?
2: Ooh, a small French vanilla. Anything (laughs) out there for
3: you? Yep. Two old-fashioned glazed Timbits.
2: They look great today. Good (laughs) noises. Anything out there for you?
3: No, that sounds just fine.
2: All right. It is going to be, let's
3: see here.
0: We can hardly hear him. Crank right, it up cool. and play that. Can you play, you play it again?
3: Thank you. Oh, thank you.
1: Here
2: <laughs> we
3: go, good. you guys. Here it is. Thank you
2: for choosing, you?
3: Hi there, can I get a small French vanilla?
2: Ooh, a small French vanilla. Vanilla. <laughs> Anything out there for you?
3: Yep. two <laughs> old-fashioned glazed Timbits.
2: Oh, they look great today, good choices. <laughs> Anything else there for
3: you? No, that sounds just fine.
2: Alright, it is going to be... Let's see here. Oops,
3: now there is a
0: man that enjoys right, no, his job. Do? I, don't I, oh, I don't know what I did. Here I don't know I did. Hey, go, the, the earpiece Thank police came by.
3: Hi there, can I get a small French vanilla?
0: The earpiece police came by. 스크린 <laughs> <Anything laughs> out there
3: for you? Yep, yeah, two old-fashioned glazed timbits.
2: Oh, they look great today. Good choices. <laughs> Anything standing out there for you?
3: No, that sounds just fine.
2: All right, it is going to be able to see here. Oh, see the anticipation.
1: All oh. right, cool. We're looking at 320 stacks Three hundred and ninety cents.
0: <laughs> uh, see, Kevin, um, how would you react? People don't expect that kind of, okay, this guy's playing with me. I'm not sure how to respond. I thought she did a really good job. But how do, like, how does somebody in a bad mood
1: react to that? They like, you of, know, give me the coffee, give me the nuts, give me the whatever. Yeah, well... Lee, you gotta see the follow up to this. So that video that we just watched, one point six million views no kidding. on TikTok. So she goes back to the same Tim Hortons. Did you know this Tim Hortons, right? It's with the Wendy's right yeah, over there yeah, on Hertz. Yeah, Hart's yeah. yeah. Uh so she goes back to kinda let him know that uh, that he's gone viral. So here we can that uh, we can share that one. Thank you
4: for
1: Hi, Jason. How are you, my dear? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> Fantastic. Even better now that you made it. Uh,
3: I know. I'm finally back. You're here. <laughs> Listen, your video got over a million views. It's,
5: I'm sorry. It's got a million views now? Over a million. Over a million views? Yes. Wow. I think it was like 5,000
4: last time I heard. Uh,
3: yeah. It's good. It's a lot.
4: I appreciate hearing that. Wow. <laughs> We're together, though, you know.
3: Yeah. No problem. <laughs> Okay, so today I will get the small French vanilla. French
5: vanilla, done.
3: Yes, and I have no idea what else I feel like today. What
5: about a banana nut muffin, because we're feeling nuts. Today, 12 bananas at least.
3: <laughs> or even a wild blueberry because they're wild and blue. Listen, muffins sound too big currently. I already had breakfast, which people don't understand when I order two Timbits, but I'm going to do it today. Two, two old fashioned glazed Timbits, please. Old fashioned glazed,
5: they look really good next to a couple of birthday cakes, too. Do <laughs> you want two of
3: those as well? Uh, not today. You know what? Let's just stick with the
5: old-fashioned ways. We've got the rest of the week to go. And i got a showcase full of stuff for you, too. Awesome. <laughs> the rest of the week, of course. Of
3: course.
5: <laughs> Anything else for you do my dear? That's it.
0: And will you go out with me Friday night to the, the movies? Thank <laughs> you.
3: Thank
5: <laughs> you.
0: We got a date. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> when was the last time you ran into somebody that you really felt didn't, a two part question, didn't enjoy their job and then did enjoy their job. Now there's a perfect example of a guy that he's really enjoying what he's doing. And I've known people that owned Tim Horton's franchises or other fast food franchises. And I gotta tell you, people like that are hard to find as employees, because um, you don't pay them a lot of money, Um, they don't need a degree to work there, so a lot of people um, that are just trying to get back into the workforce, or get their first job, or whatever, uh, earn some extra money as a second job, all kinds of different people work at places like uh, Tim Hortons, or Wendy's, or McDonald's, or Burger King, or any of those places, and it's really hard to find somebody that, well, is like Jason. That really treats a customer like like family, like he's having fun. Kevin, I got to tell you quickly before and I know we have uh, Natty coming up. um, I had to go get uh, an ultrasound this uh, this past week. Not going to go into the details. Why it was no big deal. It's nothing serious, et cetera, et cetera. Just sort of a routine thing. And I went in, check in, health card, uh, thing, and all the rest of it. Said so they'll call you. Okay. So I sat down, and they called me, and I go in, and this guy uh, just sort of he got enough he got enough syllables out of his mouth to say uh, jacket on the door. Jacket. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I put the jacket on on the door, and then he just grunts enough to tell me where to go. Yeah. Uh, and I knew he could speak English. He was fine. So he points to the bed. I lay down on the on the bed. He does the, you know, what the ultrasound thing is. Uh, I I, uh, I, everything okay? Uh, so, All right. So then he says, pardon the clarity here, but uh, maybe too much information. Uh, go down the hall and drain your bladder. <laughs> So they call bedside manners, Lee. Yeah. Okay. Second door on the left. Like Mr. Personality. So I go down, I come back, I like lay, uh, lay down on the thing. You go... Again. You're done. Okay. Uh, anything to say? No. Okay. So I'm putting, on, I'm putting on the hat, putting on the jacket. And I said, I could not resist. Do you like your job? I asked him, I literally asked him. I said, do you like your job? Well, and I saw his eyes kind of twinkle because he was wearing a mask and you can tell when people are wearing a mask or are smiling because their face changes. So he, he, he started to smile and he said, "I um, well, I'm here, you know. Okay, because I said, you don't really seem like you. Enjoy your job. And then I acquired some insight He said, they don't like us to get too friendly with the patients because they ask too many questions that we can't answer. We're not doctors, we can't say what we see, we can't answer, so we stay as detached as possible. I said, well, you've accomplished that goal. (laughs) (laughs) That was my experience for the week. I could not believe how detached it was, but then I understood. I but good understood. for you
1: for at least kind of confronting the situation. I had to say, and like, like, why? Are you happy? Yeah, why are you like this? Why, why are you go like with this? this guy at Tim Hortons? Unfortunately, that guy at Tim Hortons will never leave the drive-thru.
0: No. No, he's not too now. Good. Yeah,
1: he's too good. Yeah, they won't, they won't let him go. I'm trying to remember the last time I went through that drive-thru, whether or not I got, what's his name, Jason? Christopher? Jason. Jason. Whether or not I ever got Jason. I almost want to go through now just to see the viral sensation you know, it is.
0: You know what you should do is go through there and say, is Jason there?
1: <laughs> and if he's not, say, are okay, you Jason?
0: I, no. Can I, you go get him for me? Or if he's not there, just don't order anything. Yeah. I don't want anything. Oh, uh, I came to talk to Jason.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, oh, man. Anyway, that's uh, once, uh, once we got my technical uh, inadequacies... Uh, sorted out, that was a fun way to start the program. Uh, now again, oh, speaking of uh, voices, which is what we do here, um, James Earl Jones uh, passed away. We have, we, have, we, have, we have experienced a lot of famous, and not famous, but people whose names we know have passed away in the last couple of months. It's just incredible actually. And James Earl Jones, who you may remember or may not remember, was the voice of Darth Vader, just passed away overnight at the age of 92. Um, what a what a what a what a great personality he was. Uh, be it in be it in picture or just in audio, uh, James Earl Jones, a real presence. I guess that is what I'm looking for. He was an on-screen presence, no matter what he did, be it just voiceovers uh, or or on-screen
1: as him uh, as himself, James Earl Jones. You sure he passed away, Lee? That's what I heard. I know it's just Wikipedia is not updated. It's still present. Is an American actor, and they're usually so quick on stuff like this.
0: Okay, maybe I'm wrong. Where did I? Where did I find this? Let me see what the news. If I am misleading you, I apologize because I don't like fake news. Yeah, here we go. Oh, maybe it's just that he turns ninety-two. Somebody got somebody got it wrong. I apologize, James Earl.
1: Yeah, James Earl Jones. Today's famous birthdays no, list. You turned ninety-two two days ago on Tuesday. James,
0: my bad. I'm sorry. Do not spread this rumor beyond this little yeah. TV show. Now James Earl Jones, happy and healthy and hearty
1: at age ninety-two. What I didn't know is that uh, James Earl Jones. It says here nearly voiced Sideshow Bob on uh, on Simpsons, yeah. and that would never have worked. Wow, boy,
0: talk about talk about getting hooked in by fake news. Because I saw that. I saw that story this morning. Oh boy, that's bad. Now I feel bad.
1: Now, Lee, um, I
0: killed him before his time.
1: We got to, uh, we got to wind back one week ago. Yeah. I mean, it seems actually, it seems so much longer than that to me. You know, sometimes time flies, and to well, me, well, I think, I think it's because there's been so much news about it, Kevin. There have been so many,
0: so many stories and so many pictures and so much, so many questions, and that is just one. Of the videos of the fire uh, over in Port Weller that uh, that took place, yeah, about a, a week ago, and a young man died in that uh, in that fire. His name was uh, Ryan Ryan Conkin, and uh, a GoFundMe page has been set up. In aid of Ryan's family, 37 years old, Ryan was recently taken uh, due to his injuries. This was written by his sister, by the way, Uh, taken from us due to his injuries from the Sonics explosion on Kiefer Road in St. Catharines on January 13th, 2023. So that was uh, Friday, right? A week from tomorrow.
1: But, uh, a week ago today.
0: A week ago today?
1: Oh, sorry, he would have passed on the Friday. The explosion was yeah. a week ago today. Yeah. Sorry.
0: Yeah. We're devastated by the whole left in our lives and the effect on the people in the community. Ryan was born October 29, 1985 in Yorkton, Saskatchewan. I've actually been in Yorkton. And lived the best years of his life in St. Catharines, Ontario, alongside the love of his life, his fiance Natalia, people know is Natty and her family. Ryan could most often be found fishing, gardening, shoveling someone's driveway, picking up trash in the parks, playing with random animals, making kids smile, and sharing his favorite dishes with anyone who is available. And, uh, and the description goes on if you want to go to that GoFundMe page. and. He was the one one person there. Uh, I think there might have been another person around or in the building, but he was the only person that was injured and then ultimately passed away in that in that horrible series of explosions and the blaze that was Sonics over in Port Weller. Uh, is uh, is Natty uh, with us? Okay, let's bring Natty on now. Uh, Natty uh, Sepulveda Lastra, uh, welcome to the program. I can call you Natty. Is that okay?
5: I would love for you to call me Natty. That's what that's what you would always call me.
0: Okay, well, uh, that's what you got. Fiance of Ryan. Uh, I can't begin to express our condolences strong enough to make them really feel to make you feel any better. But thank you for coming on to talk to us Um because it was, it's one of the biggest stories, one of the most surprising stories to have hit the Niger region in a long, long time, and a lot of us didn't understand it because we weren't sure what actually went on in that was, in that mm-hmm. business.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Can you walk us through your day?
5: Absolutely. Well, the night before we had a beautiful night. Um, we were at home. He came home a little bit upset to mom and dad's when you know he had gone to get his license and you know it just didn't it didn't work out that day. But you know he never let anything bother him, so we what came. What kind of
0: what came, kind of license?
5: Just his driver's license. Oh, okay. It had expired, so he was just trying to get all the paperwork and wanted to do things right.
0: Okay, sorry, go ahead.
5: So we had come home and continued our day. We were watching TV, and I. Pulled out my laptop to continue you know, signing up for her business and everything and normal night. And then the next morning, wake up at 4 a.m., something that never happens. It was without her alarm and everything. And I look over at him and he's sleeping on the couch. Uh, he had fallen asleep watching TV. So I get up, I make coffee, and I'm going to go lay down again. And then I see he gets up right away. So I figure, you know what, I'm not tired at all let's go, we sat down at our breakfast nook here and we had our coffee and we laughed. Somehow it's kind of like something was telling me because it was getting closer to the time that I was gonna drop him off. He typically would drop me off in Niagara on the lake, but because this had happened and you know, um, it was let known on the lot that he didn't do this and he didn't trust a lot of his colleagues. um, Well, he didn't figure it was safe for him to be driving. So, I told him, "Love, are you sure you want me to drop you off? Like the coffee shop's never busy in the morning. I, I can be a little bit late." No, I'm just gonna open up. I'm gonna set up my day, have my coffee. Okay. So I drive him down where we live, about five minutes away from where he lives. And we get to the lot. He's usually the only one that opens up. If not, he goes at seven, and he brings another colleague with him, everybody else gets there a little bit later. Um, so he was the only one with keys. And in the truck, we say, I love you. Have a good day. Like, okay, baby, let me know when you get to work.
0: Right.
5: And I see him walk off with his little thermos and his, his lunch bag. And, and he goes into his bay and I drive off. Three minutes later, this explosion happens.
0: Three minutes? I don't know
5: how. Three, four minutes later. I don't know how it happened. I don't know how I didn't hear it. It must have been his truck. It was always so loud that I didn't hear it. And I'm getting to work uh, in Niagara-on-the-Lake. I'm on St. Mary Street. And I hear it on the radio that there was an explosion on Kiefer Road at a chemical disposal plant. And I immediately knew it was him. I pull the car over, I start to call him. I figure, you know what, maybe it's because I'm in Iowa on the lake, I never have service. So I, I make the drive down to work. I'm saying, you know what, I can't, I don't think I'm gonna be able to stay. I try to call him and there's no tone. I make a 15 minute drive and maybe seven. And as I'm getting there, all I see is the flames and the smoke and the roadblocks. And I'm screaming, and I park the car, and I run to the police officer. I tell them, you know, what? my fiance, he's in there. He's he's in Flambé. Has anybody pulled anyone out? Can you go in? Um, he's the only one there. And they said that they haven't heard anything. But they, where did I park? They'll let me know as soon as they find out. And I and I stay there. And it starts getting brighter out. Um, I call my my brother because. I was at this end of the, the roadblock on Reed Road. And I call him like, you need to go on the other side, talk to a cop over there and see like what what's happening. And so we're, both of us are kind of on each end. And they tell us at the same time, he's okay. He's alive, he's in the hospital, go to him. And I And I drive, I've never taken those side roads before. I've never really driven his truck before and I'm trying to get there. I get to the hospital, and they told me that when he got to the hospital, he was talking, and he said, all I did was open the door. He had burns on 99% he of just, his body, he just, so they, he,
0: he, j- he just opened the door?
5: He just opened the door.
0: And this was... There must the, have been
5: something going on overnight, and... He, he
0: was in the St. Catherine's Hospital at that time.
5: They took him there immediately, and they put him on on life support and the medication that he needed um, because of the swelling. He, if they waited too much longer to put the machine in him, he wouldn't have been able to breathe. And the nurses, they said, you know what? We're gonna. I asked them, like, can I go with with him to Sunnybrook, the burn center in Toronto? And they said they're gonna try to get me with the paramedics, but it's not a for sure thing. They come in and immediately they ask, Are you coming with us? Absolutely. And so, we're going. Had a little bit of hope, you know, because the paramedic stuck his little head out from the little window and he's like, "He's doing so much better. His his pressure is going up, you know, like he's up, uh, heart rate's going up." Mm-hmm. And we got there, and they um, they take him immediately into the room, and they say it's going to be about two, three hours until you can see him. You know, we have to dress him and help him. It wasn't even one when the doctor comes in and he's explaining that the severity of the burns that he went through and there's no skin to graft anything on. Wow. Immediately, I started saying like, is there anything I can do? Can, I, like, can you take mine? Like, what do we need? He wasn't gonna make it. And Because of the two people that pulled him out, I was able to be there from every second from St. Catherine's to the point that it was our time to say goodbye. Did you have a
0: chance to say goodbye?
5: We were there with him all night. His uh, sister flew down from Saskatchewan. His brother was coming from Regina. His brother was coming 10.30, 10 a.m. the next morning. And his sister got there around... 1 a.m. Um, we were all there. My friends came down. They loved him so much. They all, we were all there. They were so nice to us. We were coming and going in that room as as we pleased. You know, it was just to make him comfortable and feel.
0: Yeah. Natty, was he, was he fully conscious while you were there?
5: No, by the time I got to the St. Catherine's Hospital, he was already asleep. He... um had all the medication going through his body. Um, His eyes were closed. He couldn't speak or anything like that. Sometimes he'd kind of, it looked like he was trying to get up. I'd see that movement when he was trying to get up from bed and kind of. But you never, you
0: you never had a chance actually to talk with him in the hospital.
5: I would play more songs. And I would sing to him i tell him I know he hates to see me but he's going to need to be a little bit patient
0: we're so sorry, sorry. It, was a,
3: what? it was
5: around 2am when I looked at Nicole and I said we were standing around him it was Nicole and my father and I said I just really want to hug him but I don't want to hurt him
0: I don't want to I, I, I don't want to make you feel any more emotional than you already are but from the pictures that we've been showing on this show well we've been chatting um, Ryan seems like a pretty happy-go-lucky fun loving um, good guy that enjoyed life. That's what, that's what he looks like to us from the pictures that we've seen. Is that, is that the kind of guy that Ryan was?
5: Absolutely. He never liked conflict. He just liked chatting. You know, if, if anybody would walk by you know, our neighbors, Hey Jimmy, you know, I, I made some food here, try this. And bringing out little plates to everybody or petting someone's dog. And sometimes you know, all our dates would always get pushed back because sometimes, you know, we'd take the long route and he'd stop and give water to the homeless and a couple of cigarettes so they didn't have to do anything to get it. And uh, what was,
0: what? Well, sorry to interrupt you, but what, what was his job at Sonics? What did he do?
5: He did a little bit of everything. You know what, he started there a few years back when he did a temp agency there. And he left his job at a farm and everything. And he was trying to look for something better, you know, more pay or anything like that. Because mm-hmm. he was only getting paid $15 an hour for five years and no raises or anything like that. His house right. was burned down. And so um, he went there immediately. They gave him a job. They knew how much of a hard worker he was. <clears throat> so he started off small. He started getting disposing of like lighters and colognes and stuff like that. And then excuse me and then um it would like soon after they sent him to get his forklift license and then they gave him a a, a dollar raise and then another dollar raise He was feeling really happy and he was every day he would go and he bust his bum to to work and everything and He'd come home so tired, he had a, a disability in his leg and his, his back from a motorcycle accident. And suddenly he got his own bay. He was uh, working at Flambe. Bay, and that's where he would dispose of isocyanide, uh, paint. He'd get homicide rags, like everything. He would get everything in there.
0: So he was dealing with some, some pretty high-end stuff in yes. his life every day.
5: I told him, it was weird, it was like two months ago. I was like, "Love, do you see yourself staying here a while? He's like, yeah, I mean, they treat me well and everything. I'm doing good. I'm like, but you're breathing in so much stuff every day. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's not really a safe work environment. There like, was did
0: no he, did, did, uh, speaking of that, did he have to wear a ventilation equipment or masks or yeah anything he like would that always have it? that
5: big the, that big mask oh yeah tube with the, tube. the two
0: the two things in it yeah yeah the ventilators
5: yeah he would always have to put those on and everything not for all of them but certain things he knew the protective stuff his safety glasses he has a jar full of them here on our desk and uh
0: what do you know about the company because i i don't know anything about the company
5: yeah so I I'm not too sure but I believe that they're private they work under uh like all the Ontario law and everything Mm -hmm. however anything that comes there they'll dispose of it and it gets sent to the United States
0: oh so okay so so they somehow they process these chemicals or sort of um I don't know detoxify them or something and then send and then send the derivatives of the waste away. I'm just sort of paraphrasing. Is that kind of to a what the- certain
5: extent? They had to stabilize quite a few things. Yeah. Um. But sometimes uh, when spills would happen on the lot, uh, which was very often, like this was sometimes multiple times a day. They had a lot of times. spills. Lots of spills. Lots of spills. And so Ooh, okay. they would always have to deal with this. And he said, oh, there's another spill again, you know. And it gets heavy, too, because they're, they're shoveling it and putting it back into a tote. And then they put paint over it and label it as paint sludge. Send it out.
0: Wow, okay. Now, have you been contacted by any authorities or any representatives of that company at all since Ryan's passing?
5: Rem- representatives of the company, no. But we are working... Um, The Niagara Police Department is working really, really hard, the fire marshals and everything. I've given my statement and all of that.
0: So there is a full, in-depth, ongoing, detailed investigation here. Yes. Yes. Okay. Because a lot of this this stuff just... A lot of this stuff sounds so dangerous.
5: All the time. I I was looking at the messages, and I told my sister-in-law... I wish i would have said something sooner but he was so happy he was being appreciated at work and he never was one that wanted conflict he never said anything bad about his employer i'm
0: not i'm not trying to i'm not trying to infer that there was anything illegal there is anything untoward going on i'm sure it was i'm sure it was a uh, a a licensed tip uh, yeah. business, and they were doing what what they were hired to do. It just seems that it was such a dangerous environment, like kind of a risky environment to me.
5: Right? Like you could you could appreciate your workers and everything. You could treat them nicely, but it doesn't equate the same as keeping them safe.
0: Yeah. Wow. Uh, now, how, are you in possession of any more information other than he opened the door and something exploded?
5: No, Do you know no. any more than that? That was all he said to the... Um, the nurses told me that when he got there, that's what he said. That was all, all I heard, other than when the two heroes that, that saved him and pulled him over his, his shoulder when he was trying to get over of blood. And who
0: were they? Oh. Where did they come from?
5: They were working in the, um, in the greenhouse next door. And not, they heard not, for the same com-
0: not for the same company?
5: No, just the lot next door. And yeah. so they heard him screaming and trying to get over the fence, but he couldn't. And so they helped him over. But put small men, you know, Like I think it was all adrenaline. They he said. Was, but it, I
0: mean, he, was, he was burning at this time.
5: All he said is, I'm, I'm cold, I'm cold. Oh, man. So in a way, that meant shock, right? His body was in shock. So he was thinking. Totally,
0: yeah. Now, anybody else work in that place? How many people worked in that facility?
5: They have a little over 10 employees.
0: But was he, he was the only one there at the time?
5: The only one there. And oftentimes he'd be the only one there until eight o'clock, nine o'clock. At night? No, no, in the morning. He'd start at, he'd start seven, usually. He'd
0: start at and seven?
5: His, he started at seven. He'd pick up a, a, one of his young friends that he really, really got close to, and that's what we're thinking, you know. it. There could have been so many more lives.
0: Wow. Um, Natty, what's... Mm-hmm. We have the... I'll ask that question later. I just want to not forget about talking about the GoFundMe uh, page, that it, w- it was uh, Ryan's sister that set up the GoFundMe page, correct?
5: Yeah. Yeah, she's, uh, she knew all our plans. She okay. was the first okay. one that knew that we got engaged. She was the first one that knew that we bought a coffee cart. She um, was saying, I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to go work at the cart. <laughs> You know that was our plan he always wanted to have a restaurant and that was one of the first things we even talked the day that we met
0: when was your when was your wedding planned
5: so we had gotten engaged the day before um new year's it was december 30th it was in our living room yeah and we didn't really have any plans but we had talked about it so many times that like we didn't want anything big or anything we were just so absolutely in love that last week the night before actually we had been saying you know what aunt linda's coming from chile let's let's just get married at city hall let's do it in the garden (laughs) we, we didn't we never really had much but we didn't care We just wanted to get married and start our life. And he was saying two more dollars on my pay and you know, we'll start trying to have a baby. It was, we just wanted each other. We wanted a family and- Maddie, um,
0: there is a, correct me if I'm wrong, but there is a child involved here somewhere, right?
5: Yes, Uh, he had a young little boy. Um, he had Vincent when he was 21 years old and so he hasn't seen him since he was three.
0: Oh, okay but, so they're not they're not together then or they weren't together
5: no um, he didn't really know much about his dad okay. but last year Vincent reached out to to Ryan and introduced himself asked him like Do you know like this and then it ryan immediately oh he was beaming this happened at work and he came home and he's like vincent messaged me like this and started taking pictures of all the pictures that we have of vincent here and on our walls and even i have a little picture of him on on our dresser and everything because you know he was so happy he was looking for schools how are we going to fly him out you should come and visit like
0: so he and his dad had a good relationship
5: he did. They didn't talk too often, um, just when they could. And I would tell him, you know, just give him some time. He's a teenage boy. Just give him some time. He's just getting to know you. Um,
0: yeah. So, so the, uh, the GoFundMe page set up by his, his sister is already a little bit over the goal that was set. The $10,000 goal was set which in, in, in GoFundMe speak is not that high, but at least it is, uh, you, you've gone over that. Now, um, people would like to know, I think, uh, where, their, where their donations are going to go. How, is, how are you going to um, keep Ryan's spirit vibrant and, uh, and acknowledge his life with the GoFundMe donation?
5: Well, Ryan... There's not much more we could say of him. Everybody I think knows how much of a vibrant being he was. Um, and caring and comforting and one of the biggest things is that we want to leave we want to finish every project that we started. The biggest one is the coffee truck, right? We we bought our little trailer. We we tried to put in a little bit and the mom helped us with the rest and like right? and uh we were fixing that up and trying to fix the floor and figuring out what we needed to do he always wanted to sell his fries there so,
0: so you he, guys so you guys had a plan you you had a plan going here
5: it was starting he was saying i'm going to quit my job it was this spring and so that's one of our biggest thing it was called stardust gateway originally it was with another hope another plan that was our stepping stone yeah and now We've immediately decided. That's Ryan's lounge. That's Ryan's that's his, lounge. That's his spot. Yeah.
0: Are you going to proceed with this?
5: Yes. Yes, I have to. Your support has been able to keep me strong. To be able to do this, because if I'm not strong, what happens with Ryan?
0: Well, will you please? What
5: happens with everything that's left unfinished that he wanted to do and see.
0: Will you please not make this the last time we talk? Um, you know how easy it is to click in to be on this show? Uh, don't wait for an invitation. If you want to call up and say, Hey, Lee, Kevin, uh, here's what's happening with, uh, with what we're doing. And um, we will be over the moon to help you do whatever we can help you do.
5: There is one more thing that i Okay. I'd like to Brian Ryan. Go for it. When we met, I told him that I write. And immediately we started meeting at our spa at night. He would have a little bonfire at Sunset Beach, and we'd sit there and he'd tell me his stories. And I wanted to write it for him. Wanted to give it to him for Christmas. Um, but there was one day in the car about a month and a half ago that I looked at him and I'm like, I feel like I'm trying to write a story where I don't know the ending. Oh. And now...
0: You've got an ending.
5: And his story needs to come. He's such a vibrant person and I'm gonna call it Fireflies and Ferris wheels.
0: Okay, can 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 I make an offer to you? Mm-hmm. Once you have it written, and done, and finished, and proofread, and, and everything else, if you want an audio audiobook um, portion of it so people can just sit and listen to it, I volunteer at no charge to you to read it for you, okay? Thank you.
5: Thank you, right. you so much.
0: Okay. Good luck. Thank
5: you.
0: Uh, thank you for being so strong Let's come on here and and talk about something that is so raw and so fresh in, in your memory. Um, we didn't know Ryan, I didn't know him, but he just seems like uh, a wonderful man that you were lucky to know, so.
5: If I knew again, it was only two years, do it all again.
0: Thanks, Natty. Thank
5: you.
1: Breaks my heart, Lee. Wow. You crying, I'm crying. Yeah, <laughs> I am.
0: <laughs> uh, wow.
1: What a great couple. Tough one. They were. You know what? I, I, I truly believe, Lee, in the, um, if you want to call it a theory or what have you, that, <clears throat> um, that people get the face they deserve and yeah. all those photos of Ryan that I was sharing, he just looks well I was watching them he, he just looks like the kindest soul I
0: was watching them flash by the screen uh, as best I could while talking to Natty and he just he just gave me that I'm full of life and happy um guy person. Life is good.
1: If, if I saw
0: them on, Life sunset, is
1: good. on Sunset Beach, he's the guy that I'd go over and sit next to and go, that guy looks like he's, he's going to make me laugh. He's going to make me smile. He's yeah. got something to say. He's not harmful. He's just out there. Um, you know wow. what, Lee? Um, and again, the, uh, the GoFundMe... Page is there. There's links all over um, Niagara 411. I'll put it in the comments here. If you Google GoFundMe, Ryan Conk, and it comes up, and I'd really love to see this. I mean, just over the goal of $10,000, but I mean, that's just a goal. There's no reason this can't go to $20,000, $30,000, $40,000. So. No. I, and, and I mean that. I
0: mean, it's my business to narrate books and and do voicing and whatnot for things, but I would I would gladly, at absolutely no charge, uh, put out the audiobook version of of uh, his story and Natty's writing. Uh, it would be it would be an honor to do that. So we have uh, a feel-good story. Uh, so we're gonna pick up your spirits a little bit here. Jennifer Danielle Byford. And, and here was the post. Hey guys, I'm Jennifer, a one-year Dialysis patient awaiting a kidney transplant. The kidney transplant list is extremely long. We've talked about this on the program before and she mentioned six years. Here's my story. In 1990, I was born among other issues. Cleft lip, that's, that's no small thing either. They found out I had polycystic kidney disease, PKD as it's known. I was then transferred to the most amazing hospital for kids. Sick kids were up until I was 15. I would visit for appointments. Normal childhood. I had a good one, but it was far from normal. No child should be in and out of hospitals. My PKD was well managed. Clash to 218. I gave birth to the most amazing human being, he was my miracle, my whole entire heart. I got HELP syndrome, which greatly affected my kidneys, H-E-L-L-P-P syndrome, not just HELP uh, syndrome, which greatly affected my kidneys. Creatine was extremely high, I always wanted to be a mom and I am and I couldn't be more happy than with my perfect miracle baby. Early 2021, I felt extremely ill. I had no energy. I slept a lot. I also blew up like a balloon. They told me that my creatine was so high, over 1,700, normal creatine is 46 to 92. I was slowly killing myself from the toxic buildup of toxins in my blood. I was admitted into the ICU for five days trying to get better for my boy. He's got me to rely on. He needs me. A lot of people a, a lot of people told me to make another post to share my story and to add my blood type in. I don't expect much, but if you would like to go through tests, St. Joseph's Hospital in Hamilton, Ontario, my blood type is O positive. Even just shares, I'm forever grateful for all the love these posts have gotten. Maybe a sweet angel will reach out, I don't know, but even shares help. I just wanted to get my story out there As a lot of you have been asking, thank you so much for even taking the chance to read this. Me and my family are ever so grateful. Jennifer Byford. Well, flash forward to today. And uh, we say good afternoon to Jennifer Byford. Hi. How you doing today?
4: I'm okay. How
0: are you? I'm, I'm great. I'm great. Now... From the time we read that post, walk us forward from the end of that post to where we are today.
4: Oh, jeez. Well, I made that post not expecting anything. I just wanted to share my story because, like, a lot of people were like, I'm on dialysis, you know, I don't want to, you know, it's a death sentence. And it really isn't, it's not a death sentence. And I just wanted to show, share my story because, like, I wanted to tell everyone else, you know. it's You can perfectly be okay on dialysis. It's just not a way of life, you know. Right. And then, um, I guess, Nathan's wife, who's actually with us as well, um, she found my story and actually sent it to Nathan. And he reached out to me. And I remember that very message, he was like, I'm Nathan, like my wife sent me this, and like.
0: Wow. <laughs> I-, <laughs> uh, I would like to, well, well while you collect yourself uh, a little bit, Jennifer, I would like to introduce everybody to Nathan. And uh, Nathan, your wife's name is? My wife's name's Julie. Hi, Julie. Hi. How are you? I'm okay, thank you. <laughs> okay, so um, uh, are you guys in St. Catharines or Niagara Falls or Welland? Where are you?
6: We're in Fort Erie.
0: You're in Fort Erie. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, so you finally managed to get yourselves all dug out from the storm. Yeah, Yeah,
6: yeah. yeah. it was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, so Julie. Yes. After Jennifer uh, put up this post, and you read about her need. Yeah. What ins- yeah. What, inspi- what inspired you to bring it up and uh, not just scroll by, but, yeah. n- but mention it to Nathan? How did that happen?
6: So, as no. I was reading her story, um, I have a daughter the same age as Jennifer's son, so I was feeling, like it was like tugging at my heart because I, well, and she's a single mom. So I read the single mom part, yes. I read about her son and I just tugged at my heart. And I, when I read that her blood type, and it's the same as Nathan's, I just knew he would do it. It wasn't like, maybe he'll do it. It was like in my spirit, I <laughs> knew he would donate his kidney. So I, I texted wow. him. Um, the story, because I guess I, you weren't home. He wasn't home, and I was just like, "You interested?" And his response was just, "Yep." And then he contacted Jennifer.
0: Well, you <laughs> so must know—you no- must know your husband, and you don't know Jennifer. You didn't know Jennifer before. No, no. Nope. Boy, I gotta—I t- gotta tell you, you must know your husband pretty well, <laughs> yeah. Nathan. Nathan, I gotta tell you, if—if if my wife uh, like we have separate offices. I'm in my office. She's in her office and we're doing work and stuff. And, and occasionally she'll walk down to my studio and say, Hey, look at this story that I thought, isn't that kind of interesting? Or I'll do the same in reverse. I have to, I have to tell you in all honesty, that if she walked down the stairs and into my studio and said, Hey, uh, I've got I found somebody I'd like you to give a kidney to this is not something that I would receive really well I mean think about it how did you how do you think that way what
2: what was your first reaction well I legitimately like Julie was saying we we do have over the last 15 years of our marriage we've gotten to know each other really well and so i hope so able to um speak for each other when one or the other isn't there not because we want to tell each other what to do but we are able to we're in this place now where we can we believe that we can have a voice for each other when the other one isn't at, at the point so boy what a great spot that is to me Oh, it's it's wonderful. And so Julie sent this to me, and I just saw the the need for something for someone. Um, it, it was something that, um, like Julie said, in the spirit and the heart to really be like, yeah, this is someone who could benefit so much from an individual giving something to them. Okay. So next, so so
0: so next step, Jennifer posts this heartfelt need up there. Um, Julie sees it, is struck by it, comes to you with it, and you said, yeah, this sounds like something we could do. So now what happens? T- t- pick up the story from there. Yeah. Oh,
2: so, who well, wants well, to go? Uh,
0: Nathan, you go. It's your kidney.
2: All right. <laughs> all right. So it is a process to um, a lot of paperwork that you're sending in to the hospital. Um, You're doing a lot of different tests. They're sending you for blood tests and everything so that they can match um, blood type and everything like that and um, see if that's even a possibility. But uh, learning all this, learning that it doesn't just stop there, so much of how the kidney is situated in the body also um, affects how and who is able to donate a kidney, so depending on um typically the the, the typical thing is one <laughs> artery in one vein out for a kidney, but that right. isn't always the case, yeah, uh some kidneys have multiple arteries in one vein out or one artery in multiple veins out, and so you have to be able to match uh the recipient and the donor based on those things as well, yeah, so this ain't so, Lego, this is pretty complicated stuff. <laughs> Yeah, it is very much so, Um, but it's been a long process. It's been now over a year, I believe, since uh, Jennifer made that post, Um, and uh, we are hopefully coming up to the actual surgery date with regards to this.
0: Oh, so this surgery has not yet taken place, and it's been a year? Correct. 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 Okay, so so Jennifer, are you still? How how many times a week are you on dialysis still?
4: Three times a week, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday.
0: For how long?
4: Four hours each time.
0: And you have this done in in Saint Catharines, do you? Uh,
4: Welland.
0: In Welland, okay.
4: Yeah.
0: So, um, as I as I understand it, because my dad was on dialysis, because he was a lot older than you were, of course, but, um. Uh, the the people that work in those wards seem to me, because I went there a few times with him, uh, seem to be like salts of the earth. They make friends with the with these people, and it becomes like a, com- a almost like a community of uh, of people. Has that been your experience?
4: I'm sorry, my, my son was asking me questions. No, that's okay. Oh my gosh. You know what,
1: Leah? Get, bring them on. I mean, the post there really spoke to what oh, the yeah. joy of his, uh, yeah. of your life that he was. Let's let's see the guy.
0: Yeah, bring him on. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey.
3: what
0: has what your dialysis uh, uh, experience been like uh, in in Welland? Because my experience with those people is that they're just terrific people.
4: Oh, they are. Like a lot of the nurses and like the charge nurses and the doctors, they're amazing. Like I have the most amazing doctor and he's been my rock. And I remember actually when I first got on dialysis, I was I was really scared, like I was terrified. And I was like, you know, I, I shouldn't have taken care, I should have taken better care of myself, you know, all this stuff. And he looked me in the eye and said, that's not here nor there. Yeah, you you yeah. you can't think about like that. All you have to do is think forward. Was there
0: the was there some sort of pre existing condition that led to your kidney uh issues? <laughs>
4: um Oh my gosh. Um well I got my PKD, polycystic kidneys, and then just the help syndrome that really, really affected my
0: kidneys like
4: okay yeah
0: so when when do you when do you expect uh when when is your surgery date
4: uh hopefully on the
0: 26th (laughs) 26th of this month
4: yep next week
0: wow okay so this is a big now Was did did covid affect this at all was it pushed back at all because of that
4: uh no it was pushed back because i got sick
0: (laughs) oh okay
4: yeah, right. it was
0: originally November twenty fourth. So. so, so, so tentatively right now is the 26th. Yes. Um, now let's, let's flip over to Julie and, uh, uh Nathan again. Yeah. <laughs> so no, I, I'm thinking about what question I want to ask. Okay. So we're a week away from somebody taking one of your vital organs. I know you have two. I mean, we all have a couple of them. But we have a couple of them for a couple of reasons. I mean, it's a good thing to have two. Um, so um, as as the date draws closer, how do you feel about it?
2: I, I feel excited about it. Um, and I am so ecstatic that Jennifer will be able to start her new life with her son to be able to do that and a lot of people I've talked to have said well oh, you like you like you're saying you you have to like what if something happens to someone that you know yeah but all those what ifs aren't a reality well there's always someone. what ifs yeah. yeah yeah there's a lot of what ifs but um in in my whole life uh and everything comes back down to for, for us here with with jesus and what he's done for us, because he gave up everything for us. And, and one of the most well-known verses in the Bible, John 3.16 says, for God so loved the world that he gave. And so we've been teaching our kids this for as long as we've uh, had them here growing up with us so far, that love gives. And for us to be able to give something to someone else, even though it seems like a lot, it's not nearly enough of what I've been given with my whole life with our whole lives so what a
0: wonderful uh what a wonderful sentiment um nathan um obviously your faith plays a large role in in your life for for your family um how do they pick which kidney they're gonna take
1: i've always i've
0: always wondered that like
2: is (laughs) it like eeny meeny miny moe you know how do you do that Yeah, there's a couple of factors, and I get to, in the process, you get to learn these factors, and you ask the questions of the nurses, and they're like, Well, Well, I ask these stupid questions, because I think other people want to know this stuff. Yeah, so um, they do a full (laughs) renal scan, and renal being kidney. Uh, I didn't know what that word meant until this whole process. Well, even Um, I know that. Yeah. But But you can't um, have a kidney. Yeah. (laughs) And so they do a whole CAT scan, um, a scan, they do um, radioactive scanning and seeing, um, put you under a whole set of um, imaging systems that will actually see which kidney is sorting out the radiation better. Um, If there's one working harder than the other, then they can tell from there which one would be a better, um, typically they like to keep the one that's working better. I would think. I mean, they, to want to, they want you to keep the best one if you've yes. got, right? Yes. And so, but then the other factor is in that, in um, all of us with both our kidneys, our right kidney is actually closer to the main arterial um, artery in, uh-huh. in the spine. And so they would prefer to take the left kidney because that gives them more playroom with all the, the arteries. This and is,
0: well. you see now, that's the answer I was looking for. There, there, has to be, there has to be some sort of scientific, biological background for, for which one. So, if they do the testing and all the rest of it, and all things being equal, they're going to take the left one. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Lee, Ke- I
1: just want to pop in with a, with a Go question Kev. here. I mean, we've yeah. been we've been hopping around the timeline here, and uh, I really want to know. Okay, you've made the decision, Nathan, that you are going to donate your kidney. Jennifer doesn't know this yet. How do you make the connection? And I'd love to hear both sides of that story. Maybe, um, maybe Nathan, you yeah. How can talk do you guys about- get together? Yeah.
2: Um, with with you guys to what like just at the beginning or um, well, sorry. okay. Yeah. So
1: so
0: Jennifer makes the post. You guys make a decision that you want to do it how do they put you
2: together okay so there's a couple things um that you could do uh, jennifer do you want to talk about the different ways that people can donate yeah
4: uh yeah um there's you can be completely anonymous um, um or you can decide to meet up with the person like me and nathan we actually went after he messaged me uh, we met up, and I met his whole family, and they were absolutely lovely. The kids are beautiful, and um, yeah. Like, so, so Jennifer, bring I'm us... sorry, I'm so nervous.
1: No, but <laughs> no, that's okay. That's good. That's all good. Yeah, bring us yeah. back there. So, where? Yeah. So you received what? A Facebook message from Nathan or from Julie? And where? Where were you when you got that message? What did it say? And how did you react?
4: Um, I got it from Nathan, and it was like. I'm Nathan. I'm O positive, the same blood type as you. I have a family. We live in Fort Erie. I'd love to donate if I am if I'm a match. And I actually think I was sitting on the couch with my son. I think he was playing on his tablet or something. And I don't know. I just cuz I had no I had no I was like nothing will come out of it, you know.
0: You um, didn't have a lot of hope. I
4: was uh, really, yeah. I was time. actually at St. Joe's when I did that post and put that picture up. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and, and I, I was guess, like, I don't, I what, don't have any hope, but
1: what maybe about your,
4: something will come.
1: What about your side of it, Nathan? I mean, here you are sending a message to somebody and hope it's received and hope you get a response. So, what what was that timeline like?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So when I sent it, I was, uh, it was one of those positions where you're like, well, this is now off out of my hands, and we'll see how it goes. I had in my mind that if um, this does uh, start rolling, the ball does start rolling, that uh, hopefully we'd be able to meet up and you know each other and everything like that. Yeah. It, um, it was just a point of saying, okay, I put my end out. And then actually, it was quite soon after Jennifer sent me um, the documents that I would need to fill out to send into St. Joe's Hospital. Ah, okay, that's what I and was so wondering. So then, um, We're going with that. Uh, so I, I, again, I had no idea about how to go about all this. And I figured hopefully uh, Jennifer would have a better idea than me. And so but then we got the ball rolling with that after. You just wait, you wait and see what comes of it, because once you get everything, all the documents uh, handed in as well, then you are now on um, the hospital's time schedule.
0: Okay, we've got the three of you on the screen. Before we let you go, I, wanna, I want you to walk us through as you understand it, what's going to happen on the, what, 26th? The 26th, yeah. Okay, so what happens on the 26th?
2: What's the timing? So, um, Jennifer actually will be you. You're going in uh, the day before. Twenty fifth, yeah. 25th. So Jennifer's
0: going into the hospital, and, the, and this is happening in St. Catharines. Uh, it'll be at
2: St. Joe's in, the, in Hamilton.
0: At St. Joe's in Hamilton. Okay. Yeah. So so Jennifer goes in on the twenty fifth. So they're yeah. gonna prep you for the next day, obviously.
4: Yeah. And okay. I'll be I'll be starting all of my anti rejection medications and. Yeah. They just want to monitor me and make sure everything's going
2: to be okay. Sure. Okay. And and then, okay. Step two. Step two is I come in on the morning of the 26th and they prep me, uh, very soon. And I have for myself, it'll be about a four hour surgery where they will uh, remove my kidney. And then, um, Mm. sorry, (laughs) go ahead. (laughs) <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. Um, and then from there, uh, after that surgery is complete, um, then they'll be bringing that kidney to where Jennifer will be, and they'll be doing the surgery to on that for same that. Uh, on
0: that oh. same day. The same day. So same it'll day. be like it'll be like fresh. It's it's coming. It's it's coming directly uh, smoking from Nathan to Jennifer. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. And then on the twenty sixth, uh, Jennifer, you'll be in the w- you'll be in the operating room. Then, um, having been probably serrated, whatever. Um, uh, waiting. Serrated or sedated? Sedated, serrated, probably, maybe, maybe both. both yeah. Um, maybe a bit of both. Yeah. <laughs> waiting for uh, Nathan's kidney to arrive. Right. Yep, yep. Yep. Okay. So, yeah. so, 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 let me ask you this now. We've already established. What? We've already established that we're gonna. I, I, I apologize for taking up all your time, but this is stuff no, that so. we've, we've never been through this before. So, yeah. So we've already determined that we're gonna take Nathan's left kidney. <laughs> is that gonna become your what? left? Is that gonna become your left kidney?
4: No, I. It goes in my
0: right side. I think that's
4: what they said. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. How do we make that yeah. connection?
2: Why did? Oh, because it's. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't actually know. It I it was is. just I just, flipping, like. I just it. Like these are just questions is. that have
0: come up along the way.
4: Be, because um, the right side, I think it's like easier to get to. And I have my two native kidneys, and they don't—they don't, they don't um, take those out.
0: Oh, they don't take so, those out.
4: Yeah, they no. put it right in, like oh, okay. in my abdomen. Yeah.
0: So yeah. they're gonna have a—they're gonna have a buddy. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna have so, three
4: kidneys, three.
0: <laughs> okay, so Nathan ends up with one, and you end up with three. How fair is that? <laughs> so, <laughs> Okay. Well, you did. Um. I know I'm making light of this, but uh, it's, it's so serious, and it's so wonderful, uh, and, and we'll be thinking of you, um, uh, I don't know, Julie, what are you going to be thinking on that day? How are you going to be handling this?
6: Um, well, I need to drop my kids off at my parents' And then my dad's coming with me and my baby and we're gonna go visit Nathan after. And then, uh, then we'll pick him up three, three days later. All
0: right, Nathan, how long do you have to stay in the hospital after this
2: is over? Uh, they tell me between, typically it's two to three days at the hospital if things are not looking as good. They've said some people have had to stay about five days but uh, I don't know what that looks like. I think the majority of people are there about around three days.
0: Now, do you have to go on recuperative drugs and, uh, as well?
2: Uh, no, no. It's actually just a bit of um, morphine at the beginning, and then they say they want to get you off of that as soon as possible. Yeah, of course. And, uh, just okay. down to nothing.
0: Okay, well, uh, God, uh, God bless you. I think you wonderful people. Jennifer? Uh, our fingers eyes and toes or and everything that we can cross or crossed for you and uh, you. You, you, you must be so excited to be able to um, Get uh, back to living what you might call a normal life. How long yeah. will how, how long after the Transplant takes place. Will you be able to go about your daily life without dialysis and all that?
4: Um, oh as soon as the kidney is
0: place like okay
4: I won't need dialysis so it's like it's almost immediate yeah yeah
0: Yeah. all right yeah Uh, how old is your son by the way
4: he's gonna be five
0: (laughs) he's gonna be five does he get what's going on
4: Um, somewhat. He knows I go to dialysis. He tells me all the time, I want to come to dialysis with you, mommy. I, I miss you. And sometimes like it's really hard because he'll cry like when I'm leaving at six o'clock in the morning. So it's really,
0: well, we won't. I'm just grateful. Uh, I'm just grateful for Nathan and Julie. We're putting Mm. Julie to sleep. So We've probably got a hundred more questions I can ask, but thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Uh, I'm so happy that um, you hooked up, uh, Nathan, Julie, Jennifer, uh, appreciate you being here. Report back in, okay? I will. And let yeah. us know yeah. how things are going.
2: Yeah. yeah. And thank you very much for uh, sharing your story oh, well. man, it's uh Oh yeah. man,
0: it's, 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 it's wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Great. Thanks.
1: Well, Kevin, every day you're, you're incredible stuff. I, I, I'm with you. I don't know what I what my reaction would be if my wife walked in and said, yeah. hey, Kevin. Like if uh, Leanne walked down into yeah. your, you're your, your, your watching a hockey game
0: at night. I saw this post, KJ. And she sees a little something up there and says, hey, you know, I you're all positive, aren't you? And you say, uh, well, I think so. And oh, yeah. well, how'd you
1: like to... Pop off a kidney tomorrow. A pardon? Come again? Yeah. Pardon? It's my uh, extreme weight loss journey, Lee.
0: Yeah. So boy, I tell you, for, and for somebody to say,
1: "Yeah, why not?" Let's. It's like going I'll tell down you, though that Nathan and Julie, two peas in a pod. I mean, she knew right away. Oh, Nathan will do this. This is this is a match. Uh,
0: as I said, they know each other well enough to say, "Hey, you know what?" I think. I think my husband might be,
1: he Bang might off. be the kind of guy that would do this. Bang on. All right, Lee, a uh, couple things here left on the show. I want to get to that viral video from, um, from Phil Demers, the walrus whisperer. However, uh, I do want to yeah. pass on, just as I'm going through his, uh, his Facebook page here, he did throw this out, uh, that his grandmother passed away yesterday at the age of 91. Um. So, of course, you know, our hearts go out to uh, Phil and, of course, uh, his entire extended family. As
0: you... Uh, as you guys remember that uh, Phil Demers of course was the ex-Marineland worker that was the whistleblower and there was a movie documentary uh, made called uh, The Walrus and the Whistleblower and uh, Phil Demers is is the guy so Phil we pass along our sincere condolences on the passing of your mom at 91 years people always said some I mean, my mom lived to 101, and uh, people would say, wow, what a, what a great life she lived. And yes, she did, but you still miss, you know, is, uh, as they say, age in a lot of cases is irrelevant, and uh, no matter when you lose a loved one, the age is really irrelevant. You still feel that loss, so uh, Phil, our condolences. Uh, now here is, um, is this a drone film that that Phil did? And, and, and this is Kiska as now, I'm not sure. Oh, there she is. The killer whale, Kiska, and this is her winter life. This is her winter residence. And this is still at Marineland in Chippewa, right, Kevin? Now, we had under, and I mean, whales swim in all kinds of water, cold, hot. I don't, it's it's not, I don't think it's the temperature that has anything to do with it, but she is alone. And as I understand it, whales are gregarious creatures. Um, So she is in there on her own, swimming around, trying to entertain herself. There are no people around. There are no trainers around. Now I'm assuming that they come in to feed her. Um, However, this this is that stark reality that is today Marineland in Chippewa of Niagara Falls.
1: I I'm assuming the point they're making here is um, she's the alone. solitude of it and also the I mean she's alone compared to the ocean that's a it's a pretty narrow and shallow pool
0: yeah. well they are they are gregarious creatures They do swim in pods and, uh, and and have contact with their with their own kind. She has none of this and is just there. Now, I can only assume, assumptions being what they are, that Humane Society, SBCA, proper authorities, whatever, are aware of what uh, Kiska's situation is. I'm not accusing anybody of anything. I am just saying, we are just saying, that that's how she is currently existing. Whether that is Okay or not, I'm, I'm I'm assuming it meets whatever criteria they have to meet to ensure the fact that they're keeping the regulations as they're supposed to be. That's that's all I can that's all I can guess. Yeah.
1: Now the I got to go set up the uh, outside camera because believe it or not, the show is drawing to a close. We're going to have musical guests, the holdouts, and only became familiar with them. A local uh, one of the local papers did an article on them because right. uh, in September, I think September the first. They uh, they lost suddenly their longtime bassist, and the um, you the know band what? is the the band is is moving on and uh, set to release some more music. They're they're pretty heavy for what we normally play, but hey, you know what? They're local, so they got a song I think called Latch, and okay. we'll uh, we'll play the corresponding video for that coming up. Cool. And, uh, so I'm you, go you, up. you go do what you
0: you go do what you got to do, and I'm gonna flip back through some of the some of the things that we've uh, kind of missed or talked about or that I can update you on. First of all, something really cool happened um, over this past week. You may remember we interviewed a gentleman uh, from regional towing last week by the name of Joe Vieira. Now Joe Vieira was instrumental, well more than instrumental, he was the guy that rescued a 20-year-old Clydesdale horse from a farm where the horse got into trouble being stuck in deep, deep mud up off Pelham Highway. a Fascinating story. It's still up for you to watch, by the way, if you want to check it out on YouTube or WeStream or Niagara 411 Live. Um, and the way in which he was able to safely extricate this animal from the mud was so amazing that it went global. The video went viral, our piece went viral, and it was actually picked up by the Daily Mail video channel, the Daily Mail video newspaper in the United Kingdom. So. Way to go, Joe. You have made it across the pond, as they say. And that fabulous story of the horse rescue that we did here on Niagara 411 Live with Lee Sterry has actually, surfaced on the other side of the Atlantic Ocean and I think that now it can do that anyway via the internet but this is something that the actual publication Daily Mail picked up and said hey this is cool this is this is a great story and by all means it 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 sure was Um, one of the stories also that created a lot of talk was the conversation that we had uh, with Adamson
1: um, It was uh, Jennifer Adamson, Nicholas's
0: mother. Jennifer Adamson, Nicholas's mom that came on the program last week and it was the first time that she'd talked with us and a lot of questions were, were posed as a result of that interview. I had some of those questions myself but there was a woman that contacted me also. Um, Shay Lynn is her name. She said, um, I uh, I have a question. Would you?" And, and I'm not a friend of this person. I'm not part of it or whatever. But she had a question thinking about it. Trust me, when I watched yesterday, it didn't seem right at all. I don't mean to criticize the mom, but she's either not all there or the stories are wrong. There were some things that didn't make since and she asked questions that that we asked um now here's here's something that um I, i'm trying to scroll up here and there we go uh, is now one of the, one of the things that i wanted to clear up for this person that was asking the questions she was talking about when mom went out to drive around uh, and search for nicholas who She did not know that he was at the Moose and Goose at the time. She thought, he he had told her that she was somewhere, he was somewhere in the neighborhood of the boxing club, et cetera. And she said, well, how could she go to, she was out for 15 or 20 minutes, how could she go to St. Catharines and Welland, et cetera. Well, she didn't go to Welland. It was Welland Avenue in St. Catharines that she went to. So uh, it's, it's a little bit easy to misconstrue some of the things that were said, but I do, I do agree. I do agree that there were some weird things. The cell phone that was borrowed from the friend. Why didn't the friend check on the cell phone? My question, too. Two, the employee that stated he was kicked out, was he questioned? Apparently, yes, he was, by the way. Uh, three, if mom didn't know he was at the moose, uh, why would he have asked for money for drinks? Well who knows? I mean, he could have been anywhere. So, I mean, that's not, that's not a, that, that's not that big a mystery. Um, uh, da, 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 what else? Uh, it was foggy. It was so foggy. How did she do a good search and all those locations in that time frame? Well, as I said, the locations were, it was a little bit misunderstood what locations she did. Um, that being said, there were a number of people, uh, like Shaylin that, um, Question, I don't, something just feels weird about, about the story. Um, Jennifer Adamson, uh, and again, Mom, I'm not, I'm not trying to cast aspersions on you or think you did anything wrong at all. I think you did what any mom would do. Uh, but, but eight calls at night. I mean, my son, if he would called me eight times, I said, Get yourself the hell home. Uh, get in a cab, come home, and I'll, I'll give the cabbie uh, 30 bucks when you get here. So, like, quit calling me for stuff and get your ass home." That's probably what I would say. I'm sorry, Kevin. That's what I would... That's what I would say. Uh, no, I'm not giving you more money to stay out later because I don't know where you are, and uh, I don't know who you're with anymore, and uh, I want you to call a cab, and I'll pay for it when it gets here. And that would be probably. Um, and I'm not just making making stuff up here. I I have two grown sons, so I kind of I, I kind of have some experience <laughs> with with uh, these situations. And I don't mean to make light of it, but uh, we still miss Nicholas, and we still. There are still questions. We still have questions that don't have that don't have plausible answers to me.
1: I mean, in the post, Lee, we said that uh, he vanished without a trace, and that's absolutely true. There's just no clue, yeah. no leads. So if you know of anything, hear of anything, or whatever, by all means, um, Lee. Yeah. Just before we go, Sorry, we have now we got a little bit of uh, a breaking news. Although it's um, you know it's something that's been developing for a while. But uh, prosecutors just announced that uh, Alec Baldwin will be charged with involuntary manslaughter. Get out. I don't know the, the legal workings and wow. evidence on either side. It seemed that it was, I, I don't know, intent where, where that plays a role in involuntary manslaughter. I have, I have no idea, Lee. I have no idea. But anyway, that's, uh, that's just, I have just, been, just coming I, in.
0: I have been remiss in not re-mentioning our sponsors today. Gales Gas Bar is limited for fueling this program as we roll our way into season four and this is episode three um thank you for sticking with us Uh, i i only think niagara is going to get more and more interesting as time goes by which means this show is going to get more and more interesting and become more impactful i really do believe that kevin i think that we can i think that uh, niagara 411 live at least area can do a lot more uh, in 2023 and i look forward to working with you on that with uh, with WeStream. um also Virgin insurance uh, mark shirk uh, nick shirk and and your group making sure that niagara is protected on all of its various fronts and backs and sides uh thank you for continuing to be here we appreciate dave mukperian and all of his staff for making us feel at home here at fiddler's poorhouse on St. Paul Street in St. Catharines, to Beau Chapeau Hat Shop for keeping uh, my dome dry and comfortable and always good looking. Uh, from Beau, Hat, uh, Beau Chapeau Hat Shop in Niagara on the Lake. Thank you very much. We're gonna take off. We're gonna give you. Um, uh, no, that was last week's. So we're gonna give you the holdouts. Uh, and it's called Latch. And we're gonna do. We're gonna do some rocking here, Kev. <laughs> All right, guys, um, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Uh, We'll check you next uh, Wednesday, I believe, we're on, right, buddy? All right, thanks, Kevin. Always a pleasure.